And because of that, you're both at home and let's imagine you're, work, you're working from home and your child has to go to school. Now, the issue at that point will not be is your role to take the child to school. It will be who is available to take the child to school. Um, you, you want to prepare meal is no longer the issue of is your responsibility, you know, to prepare the meal is who is able to prepare the meal at this time. Hey there, welcome to my lighthouse, your personal development podcast where we share knowledge and insights into the journey to becoming a better version of yourself. And as always, I'm your host, Wemimo Elizabeth Nikon. With me today, I have two men, Shelly Oshinawa and Yinka Onikon. Now, if you're an avid listener to this podcast, you would have noticed that we've been talking about the issue of parenting. But over the last two weekends, it's been largely from the women's point of view. So I thought to myself, I thought, hmm, wouldn't it be interesting to just get to hear from a man's opinion and really just get a sense of parenting from the way a man would look at it and the way a man handles it. Okay, so quick introduction. Sheyi is a business analyst with a nuclear generating plant in Ontario, Canada. He is married with two boys and he spent a significant portion of his, of his family life living in Madrid in Spain before he moved to Canada. And so that experience has shaped a lot in his family. And I just thought it would be really interesting to have Sheyi come share with us um, from his outlook of life and then with the way he's, he's managed and, and, and run his family and, and how he's been a great parent to his two boys. And then I have Yinka Onikon. Yinka Onikon is a public health physician and a project manager, and he is my husband. And we have two children, a boy and a girl. And so I'm really excited to have both of them share today on their experiences, what it's like being a father, what it's like parenting from the lens of a man. Uh, you're welcome, Shay. You're welcome, Yinka. Yeah, thank nice you very much. Be, yeah, thank you. Nice to be on the show. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So I, I know that. What, what, what did you guys feel like when I told you that you're coming on my podcast to come share about parenting and, and being a daddy and all that? What was that? Did you have rumbles in your tummy? You were thinking, okay, what's she going to ask me now? <laughs> See? Well, I, well, I was wondering, what do you say about being daddy and uh, fatherhood? <laughs> we just leave the thing and... Yeah, but it's exciting to to come and share. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. When um told me about it, uh, I was first. Uh, I mean, I was like, Kilele. That was the first emotion that hit me because I, I, I um, I don't. You don't know what to say. Just I would echo mm. what you say. You mm. don't really know what to say. What is right to share? But um, we hope that at least a bit of what we say. Um, has its impact and is of value to someone out there oh absolutely absolutely that's a funny thing so many times in life we um there's a lot we do there's a lot we know and we don't even realize that we know those things there's so much that we are able to do ourselves or running our families you've, you've been doing amazing all, all these years and then just working with god and trusting god through that process and there's a lot you, you can you can bet there's a lot that you, you you are able to share with somebody else especially for someone who is just coming into that space of being a father right okay so let me begin first uh, maybe i'll start off first with she she 
at what point did you realize you're a father? Because I feel like it's easy for people to be like, okay, is it, is it just enough to pregnant a woman and then she has a baby and you're like, okay, awesome, now I'm a daddy. Or what was that? At what point did, did that shift happen for you? Hmm. I think the first point that the shift happened, right? There were stages as with it, at which it happened, but I would say the most significant shift was um, when my first son, Imi, had malaria. Um, this was, we're still back in Nigeria then, we're living in Bagada. <clears throat> And um, he had malaria, and um, obviously we had experienced had experienced um, um, the whole birth, the challenges of birth, ex- seeing seeing him for the first time cry. I had that experience, but it was when that period that he he was sick, we took him to the hospital, and um, the doctor now said that he had to stay over in the hospital. And that realization was, I don't know, it was, it just shook us. It just shook me in a way. I mean, in all honesty, I told the doctor, I have to call my mom. (laughs) (laughs) So so she was like, what is this? And I think that um, experience made me realize that um, really, I'm at a stage where the ball the everything in this guy's life falls on us, falls on myself and my wife. Yeah. Mm, you just realized all of a sudden that you had a bigger responsibility beyond yeah. just beyond just yeah. okay, my wife is pregnant and now she has a baby. Yeah, and that's yeah. yeah. Mm, mm, mm. What about you, Inka? Well, um, I think I think my experiences have, have been a bit similar, and there are places of intersection with what she just shared. Um, <clears throat> There are also some places of um, divergence. Um, I think for me, um, maybe when you say father, fatherhood and all that, um, I think for me, it started even before having that baby because, you know, even about having baby, you know, being the fact that I've worked in the hospital for, for some time, for a while I worked in the hospital, I've seen women deliver practically come out, wow, baby crying and all that. Um, but I think maybe the concept of father started with, that, you know, having responsibility be on you, you know, suddenly that people are, you know, looking up to you for different things, for for money, for mentorship, for, and it actually started before I had a child of my own. And, you know, at certain point it was, you know, when you, some, some, some pressures come and you're like, am I your father, am I, am I your daddy, you know? So, but th- those things had started even b- before I got married, um, that taking that responsibility, you know, of, of uh, being there for somebody, it, it had started. And, and, and that's quite interesting because I was also, I'm also the last child. So, so those responsibilities were not even within my immediate family, you know, they were outside my immediate family. Now then coming to when it now dawned in my, the biological, fathering you know i i think it was on that day you know you know my my daughter came out and i'm like you know even though i've been in the i've always been in the theater and all that but suddenly they now say this is your own i'm like am i sure this thing belongs to me does it look like me you know so all of a sudden it just done to me that this is a a higher level of responsibility so whatever i've done with other people now this one now is 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 beyond, you know, um, 
you know, just whether I decide I want to do some, you know, the other ones I could, I, I could decide whether I want to be there or not, but this one, I have to be there and with everything that comes along with it. So, so for me, it's, it's, it's just been like that. And, and, and so there are events that happen that just, so the events that happen just further reinforces, you know, that, that position that I found myself that, yeah, I'm a father as it were. Mm, wow, I can imagine that. And yeah, right. I, I mean, even at the point where I was giving birth to my child, if not, I think it was something I kept telling myself, if not because I knew that something was coming out of my body. <laughs> when the doctor said push and, you know, I pushed and I knew that something came out. I heard a baby cry. I Like it didn't hit me that I was a mom. Like it, it took a while. And then just holding that baby in my arms and I was like, okay, this is actually my child. Like it came out of my tummy. Like it, you know, I, it took a while for me to process that. So I can kind of relate with some of the things you're saying. That's that's interesting. So one of the things I know uh, is that, especially in among blacks, right? There's been quite some statistics that and and um, research around the fact that there's a large influence maybe not even blacks alone you know but there's a large influence that the role of a father plays in the life of a child especially boys so you find that um you know some in some cases you had boys who had gone haywire went gone into drugs just went off tangent and went on their own path sort of and became rebels and things like that and then just doing research and and going back then seeing that that place of the father in their lives was missing. For you as dads, right, um, did your own father, father relationship have any effect on the way you run your family right now, on, on the way you see fatherhood and being a dad? Well, for me, um, my, my, my dad is late. And I, I want to say that um, he, he had a, a very strong influence in terms of our upbringing. Um, he typifies sacrificial fatherhood. Um, and yeah, they, they acted at that time based on the information and the knowledge and what they have, um, you know, based on what was available at that point. But one of the things I saw clearly um, from, from his life, his manner of life, was that of sacrifice, that of um, responsibility, you know, um, one of the things clearly that I saw was that tendency to always put his family first, you know, before him. So, it, so he he more or less lived for his family, you know, and, and I saw that practical. I also saw part of the things I saw that that um, you know has a lot of influence on my life today is the way he handled money, you know, money investments. And, and all that, and, and that, you know, did it, you know, um, to a large extent shapes how I, I handle finance. I, I, I recall my first year in, in, in medical school, I came home and my dad was asking me, how many shares have you bought? I'm like, from where? <laughs> from my pocket money? <laughs> or what business am I doing in school? And now that, that's the kind of, you know, person he is. Um, there were other things that were not, they're not like, you know, in those days, uh, typically, 
my dad was not the type that would, you know, stay and be playing with you, you know, as a child and all that. Things were more business. <laughs> but I remember that there was an experience that I, I can't forget and helps me to, you know, there was a time he came to, to my school, my primary school. I was still in nursery school then. And he was not in Lagos. We're living in Lagos. He was walking. He was based in Calabar Cross River, which was a distance, you know. And he came visiting, and that day he carried me on his shoulders, you know, as we're leaving school. And I felt like on top of the wall, like a hero, you know. And up till now, I was probably four or five years, and I still always have that image at the back of my mind. And, and that helps me to realize that it's important to create images, you know, for our children, experiences that, 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 you know, that would, would, would leave a mark, good images on their mind, you know, as a father. So in a great way, my, my father actually influenced a lot about who I am today and the way I, I manage my home. All right, awesome. Yeah, and, and so I, I really like a couple of things you said. I was just taking notes as you were speaking, um, emphasizing the place of building re re memories, right? Building memories for your children. They would always remember those little things that seem insignificant. Just it could be, you know, buying a specific toy for them or just doing something for you. As simple as just lifting your child and putting your child on the shoulder. And the child is living like literally for the rest of his life or her life, remembering that that image in his or her mind, you know, the place of building relationship with your children and just creating those fun moments and, and just building that bond. And maybe another thing that I would add is that place of being there. Because it's 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 also, you know, you could just be there trying to make money, going to work and doing all of those things, which um, you know is not far from the experiences that many of us had, you know, where our parents were just away for so long, all in the beat to make sure that we're fine and going to make money for the family and all that. And you then find sometimes children just feel somewhat distant from their parents, especially their dad. Um, and then that, that relationship is really not there. So yeah, I like that, really important that, you know, just build that relationship, deliberately building that relationship. I'm going to push, um, a point on building that relationship for, forward. Um, I think it's also necessary to um, that we don't, we, we, there are little things we do that we may not realize how important they are. Like I remember why you were talking about this. I remember that um, I, I, when my kids were much younger, I, I do a lot of magic tricks for them, right? And I do magic tricks and I form, come up with some ridiculous stories that don't make sense. My kids say tomorrow, there's, this, there's a story that we have in our family about um, the, the gorilla that lives on a, mount, on a tree, right? Those type of crazy stories, elaborate, I do those stories. So I'm, what, I think the point I'm trying to make here is um, we shouldn't necessarily focus on, we should, it's little things. It's those little things that count. It's not only um, um, necessarily the moment doing things, but some very little things you do deliberately, they they can make a, a difference to the kid. I just felt I should add that. If that's okay. Yeah, thank you. That that's really important. A, a question came to my mind. I thought, okay, just to ask, why do men feel a, a sense of burden 
to make money and you know there's that sense of i want to make money i want to do it which is not a bad feeling but then because sometimes we find men chasing these things to provide for the family then they're not provide they're not they're not really there for their family as much as they should be why well maybe i should take it from um some of the points she um, elaborated earlier um talking about that transition from the traditional um, home to what we have, that, that what we have today. Um, you know, in the past, um, we didn't really have um, working class women. Women were basically um, housewives, let me put it that way. And so the, the responsibility, you know, to, to, for the home and, and then in those days, home can be large because even if a man has a nuclear family, the extended family are also included and all that. So he, he and he has, you know, necessarily would, should have a vision for the kind of home and the kind of, you know, life he wants for his family. So because of that, um, most men go, you know, go the extra mile, you know, to, to ensure, you know, they, they are able to cater for their family. But as things evolved, you now have situations where women now contribute, you know, into the post of the homes. In, in, in certain situations, sometimes women even earn more, you know, and, and, and with that, um, there's now more of a collaboration in building the home. Now, in, in, in such instances, um, I feel that, um, you, you don't then have to now walk yourself, you know, as a man to death, because the question is, what is enough? How much is enough? And, and, and sometimes, you know, people don't ask those questions. How much is enough? What, what do you really want to get? And so even when you are living comfortably and out of this rat race of competition, oh, this person has this, I need to get this and all that. Even when people are living comfortably, they still want to, you know, you know, get more and more and more. And in that process, you lose sight of the responsibility you have in the home. And, you know, again, in the past, it was just enough as a father to, you know, get the money, you know, just have the money, even if you're not there, let the money just be, you know, you know, be available for the family. But, you know, we've, we've seen, you know, over time that it's not just about the money, it's also about the present. Just like Shay was saying about those moments, those times you spend with the children. You know, for instance, in, in my, my family, you know, um, as my, my kids, they're still young. And one of the things we do at night is storytelling, you know, after, you know, family prayer, then storytelling, you know. Even if you tell a story, you know, in the family devotion, they don't accept that one. You must now tell a new story. And, you know, you now have to start imagining all manner of stories and all manner of things. But for them, it's, it's vital, is important. And I found out that is an avenue to pass important information, you know, to the children in simple ways of, of, of my values, of the things I believe in and all that. So, so sometimes I'm tired and all that, but I say that they value it, you understand. So I imagine if, I'm, I'm walking in a different location and, you know, and it's just once in a while they see me, such moments will be missing. So, so I think that given the fact that today's home and family, we have opportunity of, you know, collaboration between a man and a spouse in building the home. I don't think that uh, men need to, 
um, be overly, you know, work themselves to the point in which, you know, they neglect the children and because nobody will do it for you, really. There's a place where the women support, but the place of a father is always necessary in the, in the family. There are so many stories that we could go back to and we would find out where all these things um, started from. But I think um, these are things, these are, these are actually myths and they're not necessarily relevant in, in current times because speaking from a personal point of view, <clears throat> um, the reason why we moved, why I moved to Spain was actually because of my wife. Um, she was, um, she got a job there and, um, and, and we weighed the whole option, having our kids were growing up in the environment and stuff like that. And I looked at it that for us as a young family at this time, um, the, what was critical was me being around given the fact that we're able to afford all the financial things we need because of, of our job. So in a lot of ways, I found myself doing more of the traditional mother's role, right? Um, obviously, my wife still took a lot of those things. There are things that no matter how we try, they still don't get us. we should, right? But I found myself taking care of them, picking the kids up from school. I found myself um, uh, taking them to school, getting to know a lot about their health. Which is um, totally fine, right? Yeah, which is totally fine. Mm -hmm. I don't deny it. It's totally fine. And I think a lot of it has, a lot of that experience has helped shape, shape my understanding of them and have a more deeper relationship with them because I know them because of that period. I mean, um, I never, if, if we hadn't have, if we didn't have to move to Spain, our life in Nigeria would have, would have afforded me never having to change diapers or having to <clears throat> interact with children that way, right? But that experience got me to be a part of them, be that intimate with them, right? And it's, um, it's moments that, I feel that in that quest for money, because of those um, streets, those hunter gatherer streets, we lose out on some things that are essential for us as fully, fully um, fulfilled men. Mm -hmm. I really love that, and I want to take I want to take this question from that point about changing diapers and physics of changing diapers or taking care of the kids or picking them up from school or just being there you know to be there for them and very often sometimes we have this preconceived notion certain roles are for women and certain other roles are for men and then in parenting you can find that a woman is overwhelmed she's doing she's doing all of these things she's you know juggling she's literally multitasking she's managing kids she has a job as well managing her job managing so much right and then you know moving from a place like nigeria where you know nigeria a woman has a certain role a man has a certain role the man is the daddy he's the chief you know in command of the entire household you know things like that but then coming to another environment like spain or in canada where the dynamics shifted and anybody can pick up the kids anybody can you know, make lunch for them. Anybody, it's not really about one person. Anybody can change their part. It's not only a woman's role to change their part, right? Uh, so 
can you both just maybe talk to men? I, I feel like now you know a lot better. A lot has changed, if I'm not mistaken. A lot has shifted in the, your initial outlook of you know, your relationship with your kids, your relationship with your wife, your family. Uh, what would be your counsel to, to fathers, especially young fathers or men who still feel like this is somebody's role and this is not my role. I can't change that part. I cannot make food. I will just sit down and they will be my food to me. I cannot do X, Y, Z because that's a woman's job to do. What would be your counsel to, to young fathers today? Well, let me say, to be frank, um, just like Shayi said, the, the change in roles um, did not come natural. It, it seemed like forced based oh. on the environment. I, I recall while in Nigeria, we, we always had house elves, you know. Um, so even if my wife is busy, um, you know, you have a house help who would help out with the kids and all that. However, coming here where is, is, is a luxury to get, you know, a home care, you know, coming in and all that, you know, you would almost <laughs> break the bank and you probably go back to that life of trying to work yourself out to be able to afford that. However, in taking up the role um, in some of this role, um, the reality check, I've seen that um, it helps you to realize that um, it's not about who does what is now about building a home. It's about um, you know, taking decisions on behalf of the family. You know, one of the things that COVID also afforded us is the fact that, you know, now for most men, they're spending time at home than you know they probably could have imagined. And because of that, you're both at home, and let's imagine you're work, you're working from home and your child has to go to school. Now, the issue at that point will not be is your role to take the child to school. It will be who is available to take the child to school. Um, you, you want to prepare meal. It's no longer the issue of is your responsibility, you know, to prepare the meal. Is who is able to prepare the meal at this time. And, and you know, she talked about, you know, you know in, in the past generations and all that. And, and I look at even in the, in the scripture, you know, in terms of roles, you know, the, the Bible calls a woman a helper. You understand? Meaning that someone is doing work, somebody is helping, you know, is an ass. So it gets to a point in which um, you, 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 you will not want to put all the responsibility on either that main person or the person who has come to help. Uh, you, the person who works and works herself to death. So it comes to the point is, this is the work that needs to do. How can we help ourselves? So for me, this, this has been a reality check. It has helped me to realize that, you know, there, there is, it's not about somebody's um, defined role because at the, is, is this, in, in this generation again, where the woman now also contributes to the family pulse, you know, so she's also making a significant contribution, which ordinarily would have just been the man doing in the past. So nothing stops the man, you know, from also contributing to our own traditional, if we call it responsibility. At the end of the day, it builds the home. Now you, you have opportunity to spend more time with the children. You have more opportunity to contribute to their lives. They would also be able to, you know, to be themselves with you. You know, for somebody like me, there were certain things I was not used to. I was not, you know, my dad was quite traditional in their journey. So there's nothing like hugging, you know, you're just hugging. But now my children will climb my head, you know, do all manner of things. 
you know, is based on those transition and real, but you find out that that way you build love more, you, you're closer to the family, things are easier for everybody. So it's not a situation where somebody is overrun and the other person, you know, is, is just the commander in chief of the household and all that. So what I think is when we work together to build a home, everybody gains, it's, it becomes a win-win situation rather than saying, this person, this is the traditional role, this person, it should be more about what is the work, who is able to do it at this time. Thank you so much, Lee and Inka. It was such a pleasure speaking with you. I, I, I learned a lot from you, and I believe that our listeners also have learned a lot from you about the place of that transition and change happening right now, and even what God expects of us. We are supposed to be helpmates. Right? A woman is a helpmate to a man, and, and thinking about it, it should even be both ways. We're supporting each other in that whole family building process. It shouldn't be one person feels overburdened, a man shouldn't feel overburdened, and then the woman is just not doing anything to support. In the same way, a woman shouldn't feel overburdened, and then a man is not um, doing anything to, to support and relieve that burden. Um, and that's something important that we all should learn, even as we raise a family. Thank you for, for sharing from your lives and your stories and your experiences. And I do look forward to more engagements sometime again. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and you found the insights really valuable. If you would like to listen to more like this, please subscribe to this podcast on any of the platforms you would normally listen on so you can get notified when there's a new episode. And follow us on Instagram at my lighthouse podcast. If you'd love to connect further, I would absolutely love to connect with you. Um, head over to the show notes and just book a call with me via the link there and I'll connect with you personally. You can also share feedback with us via the form. There's a link to a form in the show notes as well. We'd love to hear from you so that we can continue to do better and meet your needs. On to the next episode. Please stay in God. Keep growing and keep pushing yourself to be a better version of you.